The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And the church shouted a loud hallelujah. Glory be to God. Please have your seats. How's your week been? I hope all the traffic and the hustle and bustle in Lagos is not affecting you too much. Glory be to God. All right. I want to talk to us, continuing what we, the foundation we laid last week about pressing into victory, um, the attitude for success and excellence. I want to start tonight um, from Philippians chapter 1. I think I'm going to try to close a bit earlier tonight because of some of the um, transport and traffic situations. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, very popular text. I want us to borrow a thought from here. Philippians 1 and 6. L let, let's start from verse 3 just to flow. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making mention for you all with joy. Um, we call these things, Pauline prayers. You see him repeating this pattern, praying for the church. And this is why we do some of these things we do in church. And um, if you read on, you will see he specifically mentioned the prayers he was praying. Making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. And this is what I want us to um, really dwell on tonight. Being confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. Hallelujah. There's a revelation Apostle Paul had that I think people that give up, people that quit, um, people that are not willing to press don't understand. In fact, you, there's no way you can understand this what he mentioned there and you will stop pressing this is the reason why you press he said I'm confident of this very thing hallelujah that God he there is referring to God that has begun a good work in you somebody declared that God has begun a good work in me say it again God has begun a good work in me in every area of our lives, God is working. Hallelujah. Even in the areas where we may be facing challenges or difficulties, God is working. And he said, he that has begun that good work, he will complete it. Glory be to God. And he will complete it until the last day or the day of Christ. The day of perfection, the day it's done. Hallelujah. Say it again. God has begun a good work in me and he will not stop until it is complete. Until it is perfected. Hallelujah. Whether it's your career you're thinking about, your marriage, your business, your health, finances, you may look like you are not there yet, but learn to arm yourself with this truth that Apostle Paul did here. He that has begun a good work. 
he will complete it until the day of Christ. I love the fact that he said that it is God that has begun that work. He, he said, in, um, was it in Philippians as well? Um, yeah, I think chapter 2. It is God that works in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He, he told us, you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and we've taught a lot. I don't want to um, go too much out um, to start building on that again, but we've talked about that a, a lot in church. There's your part, there's God's part. Because he that has faithfully see, I mean, um, it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. This takes the pressure off us, even in doing our own part. The person that is doing the main work, the person that started the work, hallelujah, and that is continuing, and that will complete it and perfect it and finish it till the day of Christ, till the very last day, is God, it's not you or me. Oh, yes, we have our part. And those are some of the things we are teaching here. But the fact that God is working should encourage us tremendously. Hebrews chapter 13, another text um, that will help us along these lines. Hebrews chapter 13. Hallelujah. Let's start from verse 5 so we can flow. It's verse 6 we are going. But Hebrews 13 from verse 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, and I want you to see God walking and seeing how he walks here, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Glory be to God. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me or what man does to me. Glory, glory be to God. We, we have this assurance that God will never leave us. God will never forsake us. I may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Hallelujah. I may be going through the most difficult challenge I've ever faced or going through the most pressing problem I've ever experienced. But bless God. I know God is going through with me. Hallelujah. And in those kind of situations, he's saying that, one, God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. You are supposed to be saying something. The Lord is my helper. Hallelujah. When you come into situations and circumstances that tempt you to be afraid, or when you are standing before Goliath that tempt you to be afraid, has anybody ever been there before? This is what you should learn to say. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Somebody declared that tonight. The Lord is my helper. Oh, I can't hear you. Say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Hallelujah. So I, I want to build on this because I think this is what will take us from one level to another level, from one step to another step, from one face to another face, particularly when we are in situations and circumstances that require us to bless. That God started the work in me. This project I'm on, this thing I'm doing, this family, this career, this business, this ministry, this my spiritual life. God is the one that started it. Hallelujah. And He is faithful 
to complete it and perfect it till the very last day. And he has said he will never leave me. Glory to God. So regardless of what I'm going through or what I'm challenged with or what I'm facing or whatever it is I have to press through, I know I have the backing of God and the assurance of God to take me through. Another way of saying it is that God is Alpha and Omega. He's starting with me. He has started the work and he will finish it. He that has begun the good work, he will complete it. And in between, somebody, you know, what you see in Bible is Alpha and Omega. Somebody said this way. Is the Alpha, is the Omega, and is everything in between. <laughs> Glory be to God. So it's not like God will start with me. Then you say, Pastor Ben, I'll continue the journey. I'll wait for you at the end. Go through whatever you need to go through. Press through whatever it is you need to press through. Climb every mountain. Go through every valley you have to go through. When you get to the end, if you make it, <laughs> you will find me there. No, that's not what, that's not what it means. It means I'm starting with you. In fact, I'm the one that is starting the work. And I'm the one that is really doing the work. And right through the journey, I will be there with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I will stick to you and stay with you until we get to the very end and this thing is completed and perfected like I imagined it to be or like I planned it to be from the very beginning. Glory, glory, glory be to God. I hear what I'm saying tonight. If we understand this like as revelation, like Apostle Paul got it, and we can bring it into our day-to-day -day life, the strength to press through anything will be available. God started it. Hallelujah. He is not going to leave me or forsake me. And he's going to be there till the very end. It's not a matter of, okay, this problem has come, but there is no way I can survive this problem. For where? <laughs> We will survive it and we will reign. And we will still be champions and we will still be standing after it has come and gone. I will not be afraid about it because I can boldly say the Lord is my helper. Hallelujah. These things have to be in our hearts by revelation. Somebody say revelation. Hallelujah. Throw your hands up one more time and say, Heavenly Father, I receive grace. Through these words, I receive revelation and insight to press through whatever I need to press through until I've laid hold on the victory that you have said before me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus taught this, and I think I've mentioned this um, to us in church. I was going to go deeper about it. Revelations. Go, go with me to the book of Revelations. We'll start from Revelations chapter 1. Um, he, he used this phrase of God starting and finishing the Alpha and Omega. And there are three or four things, well, four things that Jesus used to explain the concept. And I think if we buttress this with what Apostle Paul said and have this understanding... Whenever we come into situations and circumstances where we need to press for our victory to manifest, and I dare say everybody is probably dealing with that in one way or another, in one aspect of your life or another right now. Wherever we come into those situations, if we are armed with this truth, we will be encouraged, we will be motivated to just keep pressing. 
I was watching somebody earlier today. Uh, um, I won't mention his name. He was a man of God and he was teaching. And he was talking about the fact that one mistake why many people fail in life is that when the battles come, when the challenges come, and I can use an example of David when he went to the battlefront and Goliath was there challenging the army of Israel. Um, particularly difficult battles, real life situations, most people will run. And he made this statement that I love. He said, We even have a very, very wise African proverb, which in itself is true. Um, he that um, um, if you are in a fight, he that uh, hey, you live to fight another day. So what is common African adage is that many of us are very good at postponing battles. At postponing your battles. There was no way to the throne for David except he pressed through Goliath. No way. <laughs> and of course, you know, that's when David got to the battle from Goliath had been um, cursing the army of Israel and cursing God for 40 days. It could have gone on for 80 days. It could have been 40 years. So many times we see people year in, year out, decade in, decade out. It may just come in another shape, manner, or form. Because the battle or the challenge or the mountain that you ought to press through, and so you're going to have to press through it. You've been living to fight another day. <laughs> and this was what caught me. I love the way he said it. He said that, you see, the thing about Proverbs, particularly that, that are not scriptural, but make sense. I mean, he who lives to fight another, he who, I don't just say it again. You, you, you run away, he who fights and runs away, lives to fight another day. He said it's true. Yeah, and there are some battles we should not fight today. Maybe we should fight it next day and things like that. But he said, also true is that he who fights and runs away, lives to run away another day. Please follow what, what we are saying here. And if you, you can look at different aspects of your life. Financial battles. Because there are certain things you need to do to press into the financial prosperity God has brought you. But you've not been willing to sit down and press. So you are running away from the fight. But you are going to come back because you, you are going to have to fight that Goliath. Health challenges. Ministry challenges. Relationship in your marriage. There are certain things that have been happening. You and your wife need to sit down and look, let's deal with this Goliath. The option is to postpone it. But the, the truth of scripture, and I, I, I find it interesting. Some of these things, those are the things I call oxymorons of scripture. If Jesus has won the victory, why do we have to fight? Why can't they just give it to us after we are more than conquerors? But that's not the way it is. How many of you are fighting things now? I mean, you, you want a next level... Those of you that are not raising your hand, it's either you are lying or you are really ignorant of your true position. And what I'm teaching you and what I'm try, trying to get you to see is that the way God designed it, number one, you already have the victory. Let that assure you, you are going to have to press through some of those things. And it will help you tremendously if you catch this revelation that Paul, and now I'm going to Jesus' dimension, has about that God is the one that has started the fight or the work. Praise God. God is the one that will perfect it and finish it. That's Alpha Omega. And all through, the B, the C, the D, the E, the F, 
that many times most people are not interested in. They just want to come when you have arrived. He will never leave you. will never forsake you. Have you ever been through things in life where you say, ah, well, where is God? You, you hear that a lot when sometimes when people go through tra tragic situations like maybe a loved one passed, like where was God? God was there, sir. Through the valley of the shadow of death, God was there. Paul wasn't asking where is God while he was in prison. Because he understood this. He that has begun a good work, he could pray it and he could teach it. He will perfect it till the day of Christ. Now, you may not have a clear picture. I was saying this last week. Apostle Paul didn't know he was going to write Bible. He didn't know how the perfect end will eventually look like. But he had an assurance through revelation from God's word that God has a perfect hand, end in store for me. Somebody declare God has a perfect end in store for me. Say concerning my marriage, God has a perfect end in store. Concerning my future, God has a perfect end in store. Concerning my finances, my health, every area of my life, God has a perfect end. And, and this is what excelling is. It's moving from one phase to the next. Hallelujah. But that requires a press. And when you understand what Paul understood, you can press. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I will press. I can't hear you say, I will press. L let me show you, I mean, I, I use this a lot. When Jesus thinks about, or when Jesus talked about God being the Alpha and Omega, and he was actually even talking about himself. I, I learned this by revelation. When he, and I, I, I'm applying it to these things of, I'm starting something that I'm going to an end that I'm not yet there, and I'm going through that process. Maybe I'm at the C or the D. And I may be going through some difficult turns, and I'm tempted to give up or, or, or quit. How do I ginger myself back up? How do I encourage myself to get back on my feet? Hallelujah. So, Revelations 1.8. I want to give you um, three, four things. When, when you are trusting God to perfect that thing that he has started in you, when you are going through and you, you know that God has not left you, he has not forsaken you, but it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't look like it. Hallelujah. But this is what you should hold on to. Number one, just four things here. Revelation 1 said, I'm Alpha and Omega, so I start, I will finish. And that means I'm everything in between. I'm the beginning and the end, everything in between. Says the Lord, who was, who is, and who is to come, the Almighty. The Almighty. This, this is where it all starts from. And I believe I've, I must have shared this with us in church at one time or the other before. When you are on that journey towards the end, where you are in that process of perfecting what you need to perfect, always remind yourself that God or Jesus is the Almighty. He has all power. There is no power beyond his own power. Hallelujah. Somebody say he's the Almighty. So when Apostle Paul said in Hebrews 13 that God has said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. So I may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. He's referring to this. The Almighty is my helper. The Almighty has my back. Hallelujah. The one that is walking with me, taking me through step after step, even helping me to deal with things I don't understand and I can't comprehend is the Almighty. 
almighty means he has all might. Hallelujah. Remember in this your journey when you have to press to lay hold on victory. The one walking with you, helping you, standing by you, walking through with you. He is what is the almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Am I helping somebody tonight? He is the almighty. I will not fear what man can do to me. I will not fear the Goliath standing in my face. I will not fear how difficult the situations or the circumstances are. Why? The Almighty is right here with me. Glory be to God. Second thing I want you to have. Three, four things and then we'll pray tonight. Revelations 1.10. Glory, glory, glory be to God. You see that same Alpha and Omega um, thing that Jesus talked about. Revelations, we'll start from verse 10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, John said, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. Jesus is introducing himself or introducing God to us. By the way, God did that a lot in scriptures. Even before Jesus talked about it, God always called himself the first and the last, Alpha and Omega. You see it a lot in the prophets. Now watch what he said very carefully in verse 17. And please always have this at the back of your mind. 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid. Tap your neighbor and say, do not be afraid. Glory be to God. I am the first and the last. Watch verse 18 very carefully. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah. And I have the keys of hates and of death. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. What's he talking about here? Resurrection. Resurrection. Um, we're all familiar with the story of Lazarus. I think Lazarus is the best example that Jesus demonstrated this. The Bible said he was sick. And he was unto death. They sent for Jesus. Jesus did not come. Eventually, by the time Jesus came, he had died. And by that time his sisters and his family members had lost hope. And are, why would they not lose hope? They had buried him. They had sealed the, um, the tomb with a mighty stone. Four days. It, his body had stayed decomposing. And at that point, that's where we human beings, most human beings, that's the end. But God is telling us here, even if death has occurred, don't lose hope. <laughs> Praise God. Why? I am he that was and is, that, that died and is now alive and lives forevermore. And you know the story of Lazarus. What did he do? He, he raised him up again from the dead. Now, I am not suggesting here, my brothers, that God will always come into any situation of physical death and raise somebody back from life again. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm teaching is that he has the power to do it. Hallelujah. 
And even when we find ourselves in situations where death, any kind of death, and I'm not just talking physical death, anything that looks as if it is hopeless, it is irredeemable, that is no reason to throw in the towel. <laughs> because sometimes what you need to press through, there are some situations that look hopeless. There is no way out. This thing is a foregone conclusion. I mean, but he told them, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Hallelujah. Never, ever give up on your dreams. Never, ever give up on things that God has shown you that you've come to a place where it looks as if ah, this thing cannot happen again. I'm too old. I've lost too many opportunities. I've failed to, at too many attempts. I tell somebody, never, ever, ever give up. Because the person that is walking through that A to Z process with you is the resurrection and the life. <laughs> Praise God. He can bring the dead back to life. He himself rose up from the dead. Hallelujah. So when you are pressing, please, this is where I'm going through tonight. These are the things I want us to see. We are going to have to press to lay hold on the victory that is ours. In, our, in the different phase of our lives, we are going to be faced with challenges that look impossible, hopeless, death. You are going to have to press through those things. Anytime you find yourself in those situations, number one, remember that he has all power, all might. Number two, remember that he has resurrection life and resurrection power. And that is resurrection and the dead. Don't give up. The whole reason why the story of Lazarus was recorded for us in scripture and all the other examples of people being raised from the dead was to encourage us that the God that has started the work in us and that will perfect it to the end and that will walk through with us, even in death, he can still bring out life. He can bring beauty out of ashes. Hallelujah. Out of a rubbish heap, he can build another great monument. Because he has resurrection power. Glory be to God. Can you lift your hands tonight? I believe somebody needs to do this. What is that thing you've given up on? Just lift those hands where you are seated. And say, Father, I thank you for new life. I thank you for restoration. I thank you for, for, um, for resurrection. I thank you for giving me new hope. I thank you for giving. Come on, if you need to declare this, lift your hands and declare, I thank you for giving me new vision. I thank you, Lord, for those areas I've given up. You are bringing, you are bringing life back to me again. You are giving me fresh hope. You are giving me fresh energy. You are bringing me back upon my feet. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Don't give up, oh. Don't give up, oh. I saw this picture. Two men, I think it was a meme I saw on the internet. They were digging in, in a cave. Um, one was digging in this direction. Maybe they were digging for diamonds. The other guy was digging in this direction. I mean, it, sometimes the, the, the way the devil tempts us to give up is remarkable. So this guy that was digging in this direction, there were several, a lot of diamonds just between the wall that he could not see. And the other side, many, many stones. This guy that was taking in this direction, he now hit one stone. Found just one stone. And there was nothing else after that one. This guy that was close to his breakthrough, gave up on his digging and came 
You know, one of the things that, that when we say give up, you see, sometimes it's not about you. Sometimes it can be a distraction. And the reason why you are distracted is because you've already given up on your inside. Here is God's word to you today. Remember, he is the resurrection and the life. Go back and press again. The one telling you to press is the resurrection and the life. The one telling you not to give up is the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. He is almighty and then his resurrection and the life. He knows what he's saying. When he came to Mary and Martha and said, your brother will live again, they thought he was talking about the same thing. He said, no, I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something is happening for you this season in the name of Jesus. The things where you thought nothing was coming out from, God is bringing you great victories in that area in the name of Jesus. Just press again. Say another prayer. Sow another seed. Go at it another time. Press. The one telling you to press, he is the resurrection and the life. Even if it is hopeless, he can bring life out of it again. Oh, hallelujah. Quickly, let's look at two more. Revelations 21. Revelations 21. Again, he calls himself Alpha and Omega here. And look at what he, how he now describes it here. From verse 5. Then he who sat on the throne said... No, before we read verse 5, let's read verse 6 so we can put it in context very well. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I have started a good work in you. I will complete it to the very end. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You don't have to be afraid of what man can do to you or what you are going through. Press again. Hallelujah. And he now said, look at what he now said in verse 5. He that sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Hallelujah. And then he said to me, Right, for these words are faithful and true. Somebody shout out loud, he makes all things new. Say it again, he makes all things new. Say it one more time, he makes all things new. That thing that looks as if there's no life in it now, or there's no excitement in it, by this time tomorrow, God can turn it around and make it brand new. Hallelujah. That job that it looks as if there's no future, by this time tomorrow, Jesus can turn it around and make it new. That life, that marriage, that career, that business, that idea, he can make it new. Hallelujah. Makes all things new. So where it looks as if ah, nothing is happening, that's no reason for us to give up. Hallelujah. If we will remember, behold, he makes all things new. Hallelujah. Declare with me, my life is making all things new. Say it again, he's making things new for me. Taking away the old, bringing in the new. Hallelujah. This is why we should press. This is why we should press. This is why we should go again. He makes all things new. The definition of the new creation, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, is that all things are passed away and all things have become new. The power to make, bring out new things from old things is in the person that is at work in us, that started with us, that will perfect what he has started, and that is walking through the journey with us. We should be reminding ourselves about these things. 
He makes all things new. Hallelujah. I, I, I've seen God just, it, it's like the breaking of another day. Breaking of another day. Opening of another chapter. Opening another book. Giving people a new lease of life. <laughs> Someone you, you may even have written off or something you may have given up on. He will just start it all over again. Oh, hallelujah. This is why we press. This is why we press. Look, look at verse 7. Because, in fact, what Jesus was doing there was using a lot of things that describe the new creation here or new birth. But again, the, the, the main theme here is newness. Why should I keep pressing to lay hold on my victory? Because the person that has started a good work in me makes all things new. Watch, watch very carefully. Um, verse, verse, let's read verse 6 again. And he said to me, it is done. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, I have the victory already. The finished work is a perfect work. Shout out loud, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him that thirsts. Verse 7, he that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Who is the person that overcomes? This is the person that keeps pressing. That's how the believer ultimately overcomes. He already has the victory. It is already finished. It is done. He just needs to keep pressing and pressing and pressing until that manifestation of newness that he desires shows up. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's making all things new in your life in the name of Jesus. In the areas where you want to see all things to pass away, God is bringing newness for you in the name of Jesus. What you thought it was just, it has come to an end, the chapter is closed, it's only a bend. God is opening a new chapter for you in the name of Jesus. Press again. Press again. Press again. Hallelujah. And this is the final one. This is the final one. Revelations 22. So he's almighty. He has all the power. Number two is the resurrection and the life. Death is no reason for me to give up. A hopeless situation is no reason for me to give up. Number three, he makes all things new. Revelation 22 from verse 12. Hallelujah. Again, let's read verse 13 first to keep it in context. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So you see that phrase being repeated here. Being repeated here. And the concept again is that I'm going to start with you. And I'm going to finish with you. Hallelujah. And all through the journey, men may give up on you. People that started with you may give up on you in the middle of the journey. Situations and circumstances when you started that were palatable, they may turn and look upside down when you're in the middle. But I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's the person they are talking about here. And when we have an understanding of these things, Jesus is telling us here, as we are going through, as we are going through, the, 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 the problem for us Christians is not when things are rosy or when things are perfect or when things are what we want them to be. Anybody can handle those kind of seasons. 
is where you have to get up and pray again and you don't want to pray again. That is the time you need this kind of revelation and this kind of understanding. Where you have to sow another seed sacrificially again and you've not yet received the harvest of the one you sowed the last time. That's where you need this kind of revelation. This person that is encouraging me to press again is almighty. If we have that ringing in our hearts, like Apostle Paul had it when he was writing, he that has started a good work, he will perfect it to the very end. In other words, don't give up until you get to the very end. If you have that understanding, and these are the things that build that revelation in you, you will press again. Ah, I've seen too many people drop the tower, give up and quit. How many years have we done? I'm talking about ministry and just this 20, 20 plus years that you're pastoring people. I, I said this the other day, I love that show that I see on CNN, um, Club 100, talking about companies that have existed for over 100 years. Man, that's the kind of spirit we need to develop. That even after I've gone, like Apostle Paul, they'll be preaching like Pastor T said. You know that's what we're doing, Apostle Paul, now. He's not here with us. 2,000 years have come and gone. But we are still preaching Apostle Paul. They had certain revelations. Companies that last 100 years, they have certain things they do. There are things we need to harm ourselves in. So that in the day and the season and the time where we need to press, we will press. Are you hearing me tonight? Look, look at this last one he said. So in verse 13, he said, I'm Alpha and Omega again. Verse 12, and behold, I come quickly. Anyone that has this revelation, I'm telling you, 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 you will never stop doing what God is telling you to do. Behold, I come quickly. Bear in mind, he said that over 2,000 years ago. Behold, I come quickly. <laughs> and my reward is with me. To give to everyone according to his work. Please understand that this one that has begun the good work in you, that is faithful to complete and perfect it, he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you have a revelation that God is a rewarder, you will press again. You will press again. So Apostle Paul said, I have fought the fight. We read that text last week. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now there is laid up for me. See, how could he fight? How could he press? Being imprisoned, being shipwrecked, being whipped, being flogged, he understood that he's a rewarder. There's a crown waiting for me. There's a crown waiting for me. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody tonight? I'll press again. My victory is assured though. But the way the kingdom is designed and the way the system works is that for me to see it, there will be times and seasons that require me to press. Hallelujah. The revelation and understanding I have about the person that is telling me to press will help me a great deal. He is a rewarder. He is someone that can bring newness. He can take all the way and bring the new. Hallelujah. He is the resurrection and the life. Even where death is at work, he can bring life. Even where there's darkness all around, he can call forth light. 
and is almighty. Oh, hallelujah. Say with me, he's almighty. He's almighty. Rise on your feet tonight. I want you to lift those hands and just renew your spirit one more time. Refresh yourself with the word of God one more time. Any thought in my head that is trying to encourage me to give up and miss out on the excellence that God has in store for me, I, I push it away right now. I press on, I press on, I press on. Perfection is right ahead. Is right ahead. The breakthrough is just around the corner. Oh, yakato sakatapaya. I press on. I may not have all the answers right now. <laughs> I may not know everything I need to do exactly right now. But this one thing I do, I should press. I should press. Forgetting about the past and reaching for that which is ahead of me. I should press that I may apprehend that for which Christ has apprehended me. Faithful is he that has begun a good work in me and he will perfect it until the very end. Come on, throw your hands up and just surrender yourself to God one more time and just receive fresh energy. Receive fresh strength and fresh enablement. Oh, yakata payada. There may be mountains, there may be challenges, there may be obstacles, but my job in this walk of grace is to press. My job is to remember that He that has said He will never leave me and He will never forsake me he is my helper. Therefore, I will not fear what man or what situations and circumstances may throw my way. What will I do? I will declare, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. I will press again. I will push one more time. I will take another step forward. <laughs> I will sing another song of praise. Oh, yakata yala blasa. I will show up another day. Show up another week. Show up another month. Show up another year. I will keep pressing for he that has begun a good work in me. He is forever faithful. It is God that is at work in me to do his will. Oh, shakata yada brakata. He is the one that is at work in me. Oh, kata yala boso koto. Egele verenge da gasaka yala pakata. Oh, kaleberege de brosoto. Eh, yangata yakata. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are almighty. Nothing is greater than you. Nothing is stronger than you. Nothing is bigger than you. Nothing is mightier than you. Oh, sakata ye day what you have started you will complete you will finish you will perfect you are taking us individually and collectively from glory to glory from one phase to another better phase. You are causing our paths to shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Come on, allow fresh wind and, and a fresh wind of the Spirit to just come under your wings and carry you further and encourage you and lift you up and stir you up. Oh, yakatekedebos and encourage you to take the next step. Thank you, Jesus. Keep praying, church. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. 
Just keep praying. Faithful is he <laughs> who has begun a good work in you. Faithful is he who calls you. He will also do it. He's faithful. He has started with us and is committed to finishing with us. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. He's taking you all the way. Walking with you at every step. Right there with you at every turn. <laughs> Joseph is with you as you are being sold to slavery in Potiphar's house. Yeah, in that house of slavery, he's right there with you. <laughs> he started with you in your father's house. Yes, things have taken a very awkward turn. Your brothers have turned against you. They've sold you out to slavery. But guess what? He will never leave you. <laughs> he will never forsake you. He's right there with you. Oh, 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 oh. They've now imprisoned you. And they've told a lie against you. But not to worry. He will never leave you. <laughs> he, will never he will never forsake you. He's almighty. He's almighty. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the God of new things, the God of newness. And he is a rewarder. I know you look as if all the walls have closed in on you. You can't see a way out of that prison cell. But guess what? God is right there with you. <laughs> and he's about to perfect what he started. He's about to perfect what he started. Press, press. Wake up tomorrow morning and encourage another fellow prisoner. Press, press. Interpret another person's dream for them tomorrow. Just keep pressing. Keep pressing. The one that has called you, he will not forsake you. He's going to walk you through every step of the way. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Fear no evil, my brother. God is with you. God is with you. And truly and truly, Joseph ascended the throne. <laughs> Something he could never have imagined. The perfection that God ordained from the beginning. That's your story, my brother, my sister. That's your story. Press, press into victory. Press into victory. I know years have come and gone. I know there have been difficult times. There have been obstacles. There have been setbacks. But let me tell you what God wants of you, my brother, my sister. Press again, press again. Remember who God is. <laughs> Remember these four things about God. He is a rewarder. He's a God of new things. He is the resurrection and the life. He's almighty. Remember, there is no hopeless situation with him. Somebody begin to worship him right now. Just begin to worship him. God is doing something new in your life. God is doing something new in your life. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.